All right, guys, so welcome back. We are back with the podcast. We are also back with a new name. Me and George yes. were having conversations about this. What were we going to call it? What was it going to be? Going to be the Natty scene? Going to be whatever we called it in the past? God knows. This podcast had about a billion names over the years that it's been running. I think it was actually first yes. like, Muscle Radio, like the first time I ever registered a podcast on iTunes. But uh, we, are, we are going with the names you will see by the title, Beyond the Stage. The reason being is that not only are we going to talk about like me and George beyond the stage and what we're doing, what we're up to, which I think you guys some, somehow like and enjoy to listen to us, um, but we're also going to have guests on um, occasionally. And we're going to talk to them. And we're going to figure out a little bit more about what goes on in their lives beyond the stage. Um, as much as we want to know about their bodybuilding journey, I think it's like refreshing when you get someone to come on a podcast and you just talk a little bit more about what they're doing behind the scenes in bodybuilding, you know? Mm. So, um, yeah, we're excited. And I think as well at this time, uh, in lockdown, etc., we'll avoid talking about that as much as possible. But I think it's Definitely. like, it's nice to have a bit of entertainment, isn't it? Mm. Like for me, like, like I said on Instagram the other day, I've been listening to way more, way more podcasts lately. I don't know why. I have more time to maybe go for walks with a dog, that type of stuff. Um, but for, in, in general, I, I've been listening to more and like sometimes I'm, you know, when you walk down the street and you're giggling and people look at you, like, what yeah. are you giggling for? Yeah. You know, they're, they're like, you don't know about it. You don't know about it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited to just do something a little bit different and keep it exciting throughout the lockdown period, mate. Mm. What have you been up to today? It's a Saturday. What does Saturdays look like for you? Saturdays, I try and keep quiet, so I don't want to. Try, I don't want to do much on a Saturday. Um, I might go. I might lay in for an extra hour, so instead of getting up at half six, I might go by half seven, which is a treat for me. Okay. Um, and then I would just kind of do. I've got about four or five check-ins on a on a Saturday, not many. Yeah. Um, and then I'll take the dog out, and it's just like a day out sort of thing right now. Like I'll take him somewhere. Me and Mister will take him somewhere quite far where we have to kind of walk around a a lake or something like that and we'll just kind of chill and then i've just came back just chilled ate some food and now i'm doing this so it's kind of like it's a really slow day like normally i've done this 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 that, that throughout the week but then a saturday for me is just like okay everything's just kind of a little bit slower yeah yeah i kind of like the same thing saturdays and sundays for me at the moment are like a little bit toned down compared to the rest of the week mm. i feel like it offers like a nice moment in my week to do other things like potentially this but also just almost reflect on the week a little bit rather than just what happened maybe in the past when i used to lump loads of check-ins on the weekend is i just every day just flowed into one you know mm -hmm. like every day felt the same um there was no sort of like anticipation of a, a heavier day or a lighter day just every day was heavy you know so um have you still been smoking weed Yes. Have you had any weed today? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell by my eyes, mate. You can I tell. literally you can tell as soon as you logged into the video chat. How, how are you finding it? So I swear you said you'd stop. You come on to the first episode of Beyond the Stage, stoned. <laughs> you naughty, you naughty little bastard. Um, I, I had it like literally about three, three hours ago. Three hours ago now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, um, I, to I toned down. It got to a point where I was smoking quite a lot every single day. 
Um, and then it toned down. <laughs> yeah. And now it's just like, okay, just on rest days. Okay. <laughs> and it helps you chill out. Like today, I've, I, like right now, I've got nothing else to do. So I, I won't be that type of person that, okay, when I wake up, that's the first thing I do. I, I would never be, if I've got stuff to do, it will, that will always be a priority. Yeah. And then cool. once everything's done, I can kind of chill out. And I mean, yeah, I think there are other ways I could do it in terms of, you know, just finding another hobby instead of doing that. But for me, it's just, just something to help me chill out, really. I don't really sit there and go, oh, you know, I can easily stop my stop doing it tomorrow. No problem at all. Um, but for me, I quite enjoy it right now with what's obviously going on and just helps me switch off a little bit, if I'm honest with you. And yeah, I look a bit, I look, I look foggy eyed and stuff like that a little bit. I thought that would go away. I can tell straight away. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I'm like moderately educated enough to be able to like see it straight away because like, I smoked a little bit of weed when I was about 17, 18 kind of thing. But mm. I quickly, for myself, I quickly fell out of the circle of friends that were doing it because we're well, not like, not like falling out with them. Just mm-hmm. it, it wasn't my circle of friends anymore because at that age, yeah. 18, 19, I started to get very heavily into, into the bodybuilding. And even then, I was very heavily into my motorsport as well. So like, it wasn't like a thing that I ever got like that stuck into. But I did, I did definitely like enjoy it to an extent. I, I certainly enjoyed it over drinking, definitely. Um, what age, like, what age did you did you start? And like, was it was it because of a circle of friends or? Um, I, I did a, not gonna lie. I did a little bit in university, and right. that's kind of where it started. Because um, a lot of people that I lived with in the first year. Um, but that type of people like obviously when you go to university your first year you live with in halls with people that you don't even know so you've got to like make friends with like six seven other people um and somehow for me I kind of fell into that sort of group um because I've never been one to smoke I've never smoked before I ever before I was the age of 18 um not a cigarette nothing like that at all so um that kind of started um and yeah it just kind of extended on from there really I mean I've I've never Throughout my second year, maybe third year, I didn't smoke nowhere near as much. Maybe like once in a blue moon. Um, and now it's become more of a regular thing. But, you know, I, I, I quite enjoy it. I know when to stop. I, I, I can tell when I, ju- I would just know. There's something that will come over me and say, stop now, George, and I can just stop like that. You know, I'm quite easy. I'm quite easy with that type of thing. But now I enjoy it because, it kind of, like I said, just what going on, what's going on in the world. It just helps me relax, man. That's all I need right now. Yeah. I just try and live a stress-free life. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And I try and avoid any, like if I could avoid stress, I will avoid it. Yeah. 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 Understood. For sure. What's the, what's the situation? Hello? Yeah, you're still here, mate. Can you still hear me? Okay. Yeah, it's a little bit slow. I think it might be your end, mate. You seem to be lagging. Mm-hmm. That's right. You're back, you're, back, you're back with me now. You're fairly consistent. That the the viewers will be able to actually like watch this and make sense of it. So that's the that's the main thing. I hope so. How from a coaching perspective at the moment, like how's things going with with business? I know that you've been pretty busy, and like what's like what's this year looking like? Are you getting you know, on stage or like what's this year looking like in terms of coaching for you? So it's a little bit uncertain with the stage at the moment. Um, I don't want people to commit and be, okay, well, it's going to be called off or something's going to happen. It's just very 50-50. So I've had, a, obviously, I've got a few um, that are looking to compete. And I always, like, tell them, like, okay, this is going to be something completely different to what you've ever experienced. Like, I want you to be aware of that. And sometimes that takes a little bit of time for people to 
to understand. It's not just, okay, yeah, cool, I understand this. It kind of, yeah, when it starts, that's like, okay, yeah, this is serious. Yes. So I want to make people aware of that. Um, but I, I, I personally would say I try and avoid this year again, if I'm, if I'm honest, just with, so just with you, how things are going. If you were competing, you wouldn't compete? Yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't. Not after what I saw last year, no, absolutely no way. No yeah. way. Yeah. Because I, I can't, that level of stress I can't deal with um, in terms of managing. Uh, just if, chat, if, a, if a show was cancelled, I had to, you know, another three weeks, that would do my head in. No way. So for you, like, if you, I mean, the thing is, it's like, I'm not sure whether you've watched that recent JP video of him training legs with Corin. And at the start, he says, like, you know, if you need to diet, you'll, like, You'll, you'll have needed a diet anyway if this year you're dieting down. You know, so for example, if, if, you need to, if you need to go through a fat loss phase, you know, it doesn't have to end up in the stage. I think what's, what, what yeah. maybe in your circumstance here, you know, it's clear that, you know, you just, you would, you would go through a fat loss phase if you needed to, but mm-hmm. you don't want to lock in the idea of getting on stage because the whole restrictions and the chances that you might not actually be able to get on stage. And I think, you know, ultimately as well, you know, for a natural getting all the way dug out mm. is, is, is not necessarily what you need to, to sort of reinstate another gaming phase, for example. Um, but I do understand yeah. what JP said when it comes to like, you know, if you, if, if the stage isn't there versus it is there, it doesn't really, like if you need to unveil your work, you, don't have to do that with just the stage being the only the only goal the all the only thing at the end does that make sense mm, absolutely um when i watched that i was thinking i mean if you are a top level bodybuilder um assisted i think towards the natural scene i think you're, you're better off taking the year taking the year off sorry and yeah. coming back the next following year with a little bit more muscle um depending on what your goal is of course but if you are at that top level, you know, I, I think you can get away with competing this year again and have no problems at all. Um, but yeah, naturals, naturals, I'd probably take the year off again, if I'm honest with you, and just have a very long off-season. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So at the moment, like currently, plans-wise, for you, maybe looking at 2022, you think, your end? Yeah, I mean, yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, I miss it. I'm getting to that point now where I'm kind of missing it and... When I see, for example, yourself and a lot of others last year competing, it kind of like, oh, I want to get back on now sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, definitely, I think 2022, um, that's the year we're just going to go for it again um, and see what happens. Realistic goal. What do you actually want to achieve? What do you genuinely want out of that year, competitive-wise? Wins, just something. Just, just win. I just want to win something. That's all. I don't care whether it's a qualifier. It's, I just want to, yeah, just want to win something. Do better than I did last time. That's all. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm always, I'm a realist when it comes to all this. Like, I know what I'm, what I can achieve. I'm not going to tell myself I can be a pro in a couple of years' time. I'm never going to do that. Um, I just, as long as I improve on last time, that's a win for me, and I'm happy. Yeah, I might still get a little bit pissed off about it, but as long as I've improved, when I sit that, when I take a step backwards. And look back, I think, yeah, actually, I did quite, I did all right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm a bit like that um, towards it. What about yourself? You're doing 2022 as well, aren't you? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know yet. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm like just explain. 
I'm yeah. So I'll explain. So I'm in between a rock and a hard place with my decision at the moment. Like one's like swinging this way, one's swinging another way. Um, I can see reasons for like both approaches, but like some, I, I talked to obviously Cube a lot still about my processes and how things are going and where my progress is at as much as we're not training together. Um, we're not training together because we were on different splits. It's as simple as that. So I know a lot of people, every time I do a Q and A, everyone's like, I don't know anymore. Right? Like everyone thinks beef. There is zero beef. Um, <laughs> it's quite funny that people think that that's the case, but it's really not. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I was even chatting to Cuba like literally yesterday. We had quite a long conversation about, you know, the direction I was saying. I think the one of, one of the things that I've realized is that this is nothing against what I did because I think it's a lot of it works, is that especially in the second year of my off season, but even in some instances in the first, the first full year that I took off, like I just hit a point where I felt like I'd made, made significant progress and made some strides forwards. But then some part of that, that process just got a bit stale. Whether or not at that point I should have dieted or I should have changed tack with training a little bit or I should have just been more consistent. There's a lot of variables that are at play there. But all I know is that right now, with all the momentum that I've carried after the prep, all the motivation that I've carried out of prep, even with everything that's been going on in life recently, moving house, blah, 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 I've made really big like strides forwards in terms of not only like performance strides, but also like vi visible physique strides. Um, like I would, I would share the progress photos, but I can't because I'm taking them in a place that I'm not allowed to train. So um, <laughs> I would share some of the, the progress photos that I have taken. Yeah. Um, I could do the cheeky thing where I say, these were taken before lockdown. <laughs> like, but the uh, the weights, <laughs> the body weights wouldn't make sense. And I'd be one of those other people that's lying about hmm. their body weight on Instagram. Um, <laughs> but I uh, don't want to be that person. So, um, so, so yeah, instead of, instead of doing that, so I'll basically just say that the changes to my arms, my chest, my delts already, like they're, they're already there. Some of them. And that's in a relatively short run of training post-competition where I've been very sort of sensitive to food. I feel good day to day. I'm in a good routine. My sleep's on point. Stress is managed well. Like every, every part of the routine's nailed. And like some part of me thinks that I just need to carry that on for longer. I just need to be yeah. more meticulous for longer. And I just need to reap together a year. Um, and some of the parts of me thinks that like, you know, when I look at people like, uh, Keefe, for example, who competes year to year, makes a lot of progress. Some part of me, like, I know that he's got good genetics, but I don't think he's got elite tier genetics. I genuinely don't think he does. Um, I think he's got good genetics, like pretty, pretty solid genetics with like very, very, like every phase is all, all in. Like every phase is all in. So he goes all in his off season and then he comes down rather than these long off seasons that like the two year off season I took, like, was I all in for all of it? No, I wasn't, man. Like I wasn't because you, when you keep burning that, that stimulus, that, that muscle gain process in your head, you wake up and you're not seeing much changes and you just become, you almost accept that it's going to be slow. And as a result of that mindset, you just, 
think slow progress, slow progress. So, so progress is slow. Whereas I've sort of like thought over the last few months, I've thought less about patience and more about urgency. I've thought, right, I need to redeem myself. I'm going to either redeem myself soon or like very soon, you know, so I've got to go, I've got to like make progress. So as a result, I've already surpassed pretty much apart from a few presses, pretty much all of my best off season numbers. Um, mm-hmm. Like the other day I pulled 225 kilos for seven. My best ever in the off season was 220 for six. I pulled 230 for five the other day as well um, on deadlifts. So my pulls have come up a load. Um, all of my other things had stayed fairly strong during prep. The other thing that's pretty significant is all of my presses are very close to the best that they've ever been in the off season, even though I was 20 pounds heavier than where I'm at right now. So I think that, that, that sense of urgency, and I wrote a post about that on Instagram, like that sense of urgency, yeah. I think it's important, mate. I honestly think it is. Um, yeah, that's, do that's, you agree? I, I have had the exact same. That's why, you know, when I messaged you about, it was six seven weeks ago i was like mate i am in a position where i'm just lost like i'm not doing anything i just for the past like eight weeks or so i was doing i mean yes i was training hard but i wasn't progressing and i was just kind of going through the motions exactly what you meant um and i just said to myself look i need to i need to sort this out because i'm I'm not not progressing i just keep going around in circles half the time um and then since i've rejiggled you know you rejiggled my plan and uh, since then, I've, I've I've not missed a training session, not one. You know, it's all been in line with every single day. It's, I've just been constantly repetitive every single day of what I've been doing. Yeah. Um, and I just needed that. I really needed that. Um, uh-huh. Because it's sometimes, yeah, I mean, yes, I dieted for about, what, eight weeks or something like that. It wasn't, it wasn't much. Yeah. Um, and uh, last year, and then straight back into a gaining phase, and it kind of just, dwindled after a bit and I was like I'm not really doing much here I wasn't really enjoying it so yeah I totally relate and understand to that um and since just that minor change that you did just made a massive difference in the past six seven weeks or so yeah yeah I think just off-season phases you need you need things to to keep you going and it's not it's not motivation it's just like you need direction um if you're going to be in a long off-season phase i was even talking to grace one of my figure clients who probably most people know um about the fact that she's going to enter another you know another off-season phase her second year off she was competing in the same year as you did and um i've just said to her look like you know you need to be honest with me when you feel like things are, are dropping off and you're not quite being the grace that you were when the goal is so like close and in vision And that's one of the things that maybe is so pivotal about an off-season phase is keeping the vision intact. And I think when the vision is so far away, like, you know, if I was to say I'm going to compete in 2023, the mindset of that longevity of the goal is different to telling me I'm going to step on stage in October because the urgency Mm. is just completely different. Um, So, yeah, to, to actually answer your question, I'm not sure yet. Um, I, I know that, I know that I, I just know that I didn't look my best at the main show that I did last year. I know that I looked better at the second one. Um, I know that even if I had looked my best, I probably wouldn't have won the show that I did anyway, but I know that I came pretty close. 
So I know that I'm knocking on the door of where I want to be at that main show, which is the UK FBA British finals. I'm knocking on the door of being where I need to be. I mean, ultimately, you could argue this year it's maybe going to be a better lineup. It probably will be. Probably it's going to be a little bit more dense, um, the pop, densely populated by, by people because there's probably going to be more people on stage, albeit I think there's still going to be a similar level of drop-offs as this lockdown gets, gets extended, which it inevitably will be. Um, we'll see how many people can make it through this sort of first period. And then if we get confirmation that we're going to have smooth sailing, I think the numbers will be high at the end of the season. Um, in terms of people getting on stage. Um, the other thing I think is that I, if I look back at the 2020 prep, as much as the end was fairly smooth running, and like if you look at it on paper, it's fairly prep, I did spend about two months of it, maybe a little bit longer, training in a garage with you know, not the best of kit. Luckily, this time I've got solutions, regardless of what happens, to still be able to train in, in pretty decent facilities. Um, and you know, I think I just plan on if I do go again, it being a smoother ride and me basically holding on to even more muscle than I did last time. Um, but we will see, we will see, but I'm not, I'm not shutting off the idea of actually competing this year. I'm not shutting it off. Um, the other thing, mate, is that I feel like someone asked a question. So I one of my clients, actually, Adam, he asked a question for the, um, uh, the Q and A on this podcast, yeah. And he asked, like, how am I feeling? Am I feeling back to normal, mate? I feel absolutely perfectly fine. Like nothing in comparison to what 2017 was like. 2017, it took me about seven, eight months to feel normal. Um, and like I felt normal within three weeks and I, I look back at the, the condition I am like yes I could have maybe gotten a bit leaner um I probably could have gotten more off my my backside and my hamstrings and stuff but I was yeah. in good enough, I was in good enough condition to you know I wasn't in bad condition it wasn't like I was soft um it was just like there was maybe some areas I could have pulled from but it almost just shows you that like yes you can you can get maybe another three pounds off but would that have made me look any better? And also, how long would it have taken me post-show to regain back all the things I would have screwed up by getting those four or five pounds off? Mm. For you, with partly your doing, partly my doing, we put you in a physiological hole that took you about best part of a year to recover from. Yeah. Um, I don't, well, I, I, I sometimes have moments where I don't even feel like fully recovered ever. I feel like, you know, when you've like permanently damaged yourself a little bit, I'm not, I'm not like bad, bad, but mm. I sometimes feel like, fuck, I've actually, I don't feel like I'm that 16, 17, 18 year old George. I don't know if that's just me getting older. Yeah. <laughs> um, you on some TRT, mate. Yeah, literally. Um, but yeah, I, I had the exact same problem. Um, well, how was you feeling leading up to the shows in terms of like, you know, like the draggy feet sort of like. Yeah. you know, feeling lethargic. Did you experience much of that compared to 2017? So I think it was definitely, it was definitely there. Cause I had some days where I was like gone to the world, mate. I was mm. really, really mashed. Um, there was a, there was two weeks where I'm pretty confident I had either bad flu or COVID. Like I lost all, all my, all my taste and like the lethargy was just, absolutely unbearable um but 
that that was like apart because I had that like I think it was six weeks out I got sick and I had that the rest of the prep felt easy in comparison because that really really screwed me up big time um so yeah um and then I, I almost look back and I think it can't have been that bad because I I I can't remember like how bad it you know when it was so aggressively bad, like the dragginess and the horrible fatigue that you can literally like just remember how bad it felt because you felt it for so long. You can almost like, you can just envision how, how horrible it is. Um, I can't quite remember it. And it's only been like what, three, four months ago that I was, I was feeling like that. I can't quite remember it. Um, don't get me wrong. My appetite is still high, but it's like, it's, it's just a good, it's just a good appetite. It's not like a, yeah. It's not like I'm food focused or wanting to eat the world. It's like, it's just good. It's just nice to feel ready for every meal that I eat. Um, so, so yeah, mate, it's, 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 it's a stark contrast to the last prep. That's for sure. It's very, very different. And I think that's partially down to just, just the way the prep was handled as a whole. I think the fatigue management aspect of it, the fact that I was mostly training four days a week for the most part, rather than in 2017, I was training like seven days a week um yeah terrible mate so i think that just the comparison is just like puts me in such a better spot but you know it's not like i'm saying it was easy it was just different and i think it was just different in a good way so if i can replicate that but get leaner then should be should be should be promising so what what have you done to get leaner was it just terms of longer prep would you prep for longer would you be more aggressive with your fat loss phase or output or anything like that uh, How would you have brought that in if you had to say, for example, do that in 2020? Started leaner. Not, yeah. not had to take off so much body weight. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in the push-up. Like I think everyone needs to get heavy. I think everyone should have a phase in which they get soft. But I think prep should start from a, from a pretty decent spot body composition-wise. Because if you start there, then you know that you're not going to have the stress of like, oh, am I going to be ready or am I not, not going to be ready? Um, it's a smoother ride in terms of adjustments. It's, it, it just, the overall process is less intensive. And if we can make what is a pretty intensive process less intensive, you are going to probably get to the end with a better result. So mm. I think that's my general thesis is that if I can start a tad leaner, which I know I will because – I'd, I'd have to really screw things up to get really soft now between now and when I'd potentially start a prep if I did do one this year. Um, but yeah, I think mate, my decision will be made by March, um, the end of March. So I'll have everyone that I trust tell me their honest opinion and then I'll go from there. The other thing is that if I actually want to, if I actually want to keep the pro card that I did earn last year, as much as I like, this is no disrespect, but it's just not the pro card that I was aiming for. So yeah. it's like, it's amazing to get it, but it's just not the one I was aiming for. In my head, I'm still an amateur um, mm. until I get the pro card, which I was aiming for um, as much as we'll say, what's that mate? I've got a question for you. Um, yeah. This could be a deep one, but you know, when, it was coming in 2020, you was debating actually whether to compete that year 
or whether to not compete that year. You remember we're having, I remember having a discussion with you about, about that. Um, do you regret it at all? Do you wish that you took that year off and potentially competed this year instead? Because um, I know obviously it was very, you was, I, knew, I knew you were disappointed with 2020. I yeah. know you wanted more out of it. Um, do you regret, regret making that decision of competing in that year? Absolutely not. No, no. Um, it made my year what it was, mate, to be honest. Um, I think without it, I just wouldn't, it just would not have been the same. Like, it, I wouldn't have probably formed the same friendship with Cuba because we're both prepping at the same time. Um, I wouldn't have, have ignited the, the, the YouTube channel that I now have. Um, I wouldn't have met half the people that I met. I might not have gone to Dubai. Um, you know, so many things, mate. And it, I think for me, for the, I needed a prep. I needed a prep to like drive me into a better routine with my life, um, to level up my business again. And this is just another thing that makes me like almost more like attracted to the idea of competing again is that to be fair, mate, competing makes me a better person. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It makes me a better person. It makes me get up ridiculously early. It makes me get so much done. It makes me uber productive. It builds my business. It builds my brand. I'm, and I'm, again, I'm going to sound like a cock, but makes me feel great about myself. It makes me feel like, like more productive in a day because I feel like I just like the way that I look and feel. It makes me want to do stuff like improve other areas of me. Like it's the reason why I'm investing in my teeth done. It's like the reason why I just take care of myself more in general. Like I, I know it sounds like a bit weird, mate, but it just, it does make me a better person. Um, and not that I wouldn't take care of myself in an off season, but you know, the end of you know, my last off season, mate, I really wasn't taking care of myself. And you do let some of those things, and you even mentioned it. I think it was in the November lockdown when you hadn't like shaved your body hair in ages and you just felt dirty. And you know, you get out of routine with some of these things. Um, and I think for me, if one thing slips it's kind of like a domino effect with some, with me sometimes um and and I, I don't know i don't know i ultimately i just need to be better at that if i'm gonna do off seasons in the future but yeah, the attractiveness 100%. of prepping again is, is certainly there but i i need to make an a sensible decision for not yeah. just for those reasons but for whether i'm ready to achieve the goal that's the reason like it's not it's not like i want to just like look good <laughs> You know, of course, that's a nice, mm. nice thing to, to feel, but the goal is the main reason why I compete. So I'll only compete if I feel like I'm, I'm going to be knocking on the door or getting that goal. You can't ever predict shit in bodybuilding, but you know what I mean. Yeah, 100%. I can tell you, that's why I got a haircut last week. Because I, if I didn't get a haircut, I, I knew the rest of me would have just gone downhill. Um, and starting from the top, I'm like, yeah, as long as I sort this out, I, I feel good. I feel better in my skin. I make more of an effort to make a better appearance. When it starts growing out, that's when I start getting lazy again. Um, but no, I totally, I totally relate to that. That's hence why I can't go without a haircut anymore. I can't for two weeks. Any longer than two weeks, no, can't do that. Um, 
Should we cover some questions? Have you got many questions? Yeah, I was going to say, got have you got many questions? Few. Yeah, I've got a fair few answered. Um, not going to lie, mate. I know you told me to write down these uh, tie stamps, but I think they're a little bit off because I got to press play for about two minutes after because my phone's on low battery, um, so obviously it locks. Um, so I locked it and I didn't press play. Uh, no, so there's, um, mate, I knew by the look of your eyes as soon as I asked you to do these timestamps I was like well the timestamps are down the fucking drain then so that's fine um, alright so Bart, Barton Hewitt asks common mistakes you see with, with uh, new coaches so new coaches the online coaching industry um, mistakes they make he must, he swear he's asked that on purpose, I swear. Um, he, he just wants to get something out of it. So, um, first of all, I, what I notice is just, just, uh, I don't even know where to start. Can you start, please? Because I don't know where to start. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, I think like common mistakes is that they're selling 24 7. All right. So, uh, I talked about this with um, one of my, Clients, so I'm at the moment. I'm offering like little mentorship calls um, as a sort of like a, a buy-on or an add-on to, to coaching for, for, for current clients. I might do it in the future as like another service, but I just basically just spend an hour on a call and we just go through stuff with their business and, and see what we can try and like figure out in terms of direction. And um, I was talking to him about how a lot of coaches essentially just they go for a sale all the time. So it's like DM me coaching if you want to sign up or at the end of every single post it's DM me or it's sign up here. And it's like, it's like those annoying YouTube adverts where you get the same fucking product come up every day and you just want to punch that product in the face, like a manscaped thing. I just, I just don't want to buy it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just, I, I, to be fair, I saw that and I was like, you know what? That is actually quite interesting. And I saw yeah. that. that. Well, maybe <laughs> I don't think I'd buy it into you, mate. But the thing is, sometimes that gets, <laughs> like, if you don't want it, if you don't want it, it's annoying. If you want it or you're it kind of interested, semi interested, maybe it makes sense. But anyway, like something like yeah. coaching, you want people that are invested in you and want to be coached. There is, there is no benefit in forcing into some, forcing someone into a sale for coaching. Because the minute you force someone, the minute you get a poor client, that's it. You know, you're not going to get a good client out of forcing someone into, into buying your coaching. So I think that the sale tactics needs to be, be, be monitored quite closely with new coaches. So <clears throat> like think of your content. Uh, it's the whole Gary Vee thing of jab, 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 right hook. So it's like a boxing fight. Yeah. And um, the right hook is the sale. So you just jab with the contents so it's like, you know, a video or a post or whatever. Those are the jabs. And then you write hook with a sale, like sign up for coaching, you know, or I've got 10 spots yeah. on coaching at the moment. These are the start dates. Let's fill them. Um, you know, that's, that's the kind of like thing that I think coaches need to take care of when they're getting going. Um, and beyond that, um, working too much outside of the business and not in the business. So a lot of new coaches think that they're going to stand out by doing every single course under the sun. So they'll do N1 education, they'll do MNU, they'll sign up for this member site, that member site, they'll do all of the courses, but so they've spunked four or five grand on courses that they've got no clients. 
So you've got to work on what's going to build your business first. And then, of course, knowledge matters. Like, so build a foundation of knowledge, but don't spend endless amounts of hours and money on courses when you haven't even got a business to go back to yet. Like, you know, that level of knowledge will come over time with investment, application, and learning from coaching. But yeah, I see too many coaches just like post about them being on a course, but they don't post anything about their clients that they're working with or like anything that's going to remotely build like know and trust. Like the most your business has grown has been when you've been consistently posting what you're doing with clients. You know, that's what builds the brand and the business. So yeah, those, those are my biggest two, mate. Have you any, any, anyone else? Yeah, I, I would, I would say you need to, I think if you want to get a, a client that is going to be with you for a long time, because that's all, that's our goal. You know, I want as many clients to stay with me for as long as I possibly can. And I think start what you need to start off with is showcasing what you are doing, what you're about, how you do things, your eating, whatever it might be with your training, lifestyle, that type of stuff, show people that. And I feel like if you show people that people are more invested into you because they know you better and they like what you do. Like if I ask, if I ask any, maybe any of my clients why you chose me as a coach, they might say, cause I'm invested into you and I've been watching you for, on YouTube for years, for example. So yeah, that, that's, that, that's a fundamental one for me. And, and secondly, um, I've always said, don't, I always see when coaches start, they always devalue themselves because they're scared of rejection or scared of, Oh, if I tell him it's my, my pricing is hundred pound, but I'm scared he's going to say, no, no, it's too expensive. So I'm going to say 50 pound. Um, so you're discounting, you know, your service already. And I've always said, if you're going to do that, then you're just going to be, you're, you're, you won't find the right people. You really won't. And I know it's difficult to do that when you're a beginner because you want to get clients on board and you want to work with them. Um, but don't devalue yourself to the point where you are fucking running around and people are taking advantage of you because that can be easily done, yeah. easily done. Um, and you don't enjoy it and you really enjoy it. It becomes, you know, you're just chasing. So yeah, that's what I'd say. I've waffled there. If you could have a dinner date with one person dead or alive, who would it be? Mm, dinner date. Oh, don't do any of this stuff. Uh, <laughs> oh, dinner date someone, dead. So, someone like, you know, sport, sport or bodybuilding or like, I don't know, like make it lighthearted. Oh, um, I'm trying to think of someone dead first. I'll, t- I'll tell you who I'd have a uh, dinner Dead or alive. They, they, don't, they don't have to be dead. Oh, I thought it was one person dead and one person alive. Oh, I was gonna no, say. Just, um, just alive or dead. Either. I mean, dead won't um, be too talkative, but. <laughs> um, I'll go, you know what? I'll go Danny Dyer. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> Danny Dyer. Why? Danny what Dyer. You, why? What would you talk about with him? What would you ask him? I don't know. I don't know. I reckon he'd have some. He'd have some good stories to tell me. That's all I want to know. Um, yeah, that's terrible. Right, so you're sitting down with Danny Dyer for like some fish and chips or something. Yeah. All right. Am I fish and chips? I wouldn't mind fish and chips. To you, I quite like fish and chips. Yeah. So yeah. I think <laughs> I think I'd go either Air and Senna or I knew you'd pick an F1 driver. At least. Who else? 
Who else am I really liking? Ah, uh, Max Verstappen. I think I just I like yeah. his mindset a lot. I, 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 I'm not bothered about Lewis. Like, if even if Lewis like WhatsApp me today, I'd just be like, sorry, I'm a bit busy, mate. <laughs> <laughs> a bit busy. You're on the wait list. Yeah, I don't like Lewis. I, I wouldn't. Like I wouldn't mind Toto Wolf as well. Like Mercedes team principal. I think he's got a very, very mm. interesting mindset. I've listened to a lot of podcasts with him as well. Like the way he runs shop there. And um, just his, like, he, the way he speaks, very good. He did a great podcast with Nico Rosberg. I'm not sure if you've listened to that one. But he did. Like, Nico no, Rosberg, no. Own, like, runs his own podcast. And he had Toto on, like, I think a year ago. But it's it's such a great podcast. Like, even just listening to it is, like, just just learning from someone who's run a very successful team. You learn mm. so much from from that kind of person when it comes to coaching. So, yeah. Do you want me to do another question? Don't worry, I'm going to get up because I have my timer up still. <laughs> um, I need to get mine up. So hopefully we don't have any, I hope I don't have got any what's, bad, uh, what's your, I used to have awful questions. What's your go-to key or free meal at the moment, mate? Um, question? Uh, I still have... Yeah, I still have a bit of a, a KFC here and there, like a KFC still. Don't get. I've, I've got bored of the bonus banquet, and I've gone for the uh, the Zinger Tower meal. Um, is it? Is it? Is it? How zingery is it? Not that zingery. Um, that's not, that, that's not, not an accurate mm, depiction. All right. So, like, out of ten, how zingery? I'll be honest, mate. I'd say six, but I'll be honest, mate. I don't, I don't crave any food at all right now. Like the last thing I want to do is just eat like that. Like, don't bother me. I'm not bothered about it. I'm at that point in the off season where I do not care about it at all. Like, if someone goes, oh no, the cookies coming in, I'll be like, I don't, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Um, so yeah, I'm not bothered. What would yours be? Ooh, I mean, I had a Papa John's the other day, and it was actually really good. I know that I messaged you about Pepe's. Um, <laughs> But then again, like I have that, and I'm like, like to be honest, at the moment my digestion is perfect, so I don't really have any issues with that. But I'm almost like, I almost feel like I just want to put good stuff in my body. So I, I do like, I do like meals like sushi and things like that if it's if it's a free meal. Um, but if I'm yeah. going for like, I, I know that I don't really like the word cheap. But if I'm going for like a dirtier meal, I prefer something like a good, a decent pizza. Like mm-hmm. and a bit of ice cream after with a dessert, some like warm cookies or something like that. That that's like that's like a proper proper like meal off. When you relax, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm not like I'm just just coming off the gas a little bit, which I think is important now and again. But I don't do that often. Yeah, agreed. Um, oh. Uh... There's so, so many. I've got, I've got a good one. From, I've got a good one from uh, an anonymous um, account oh. here. Oh. Um, okay. All right. So, would you rather suck each other off or bum one another? Oh. Well, I didn't expect that. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, say it again. Would I rather what? Would you rather suck each other off or bum one another? So, I'm guessing, like, <laughs> I'm guessing we just take it in turns, like. So it's, it's, not, it's not like you bum me and that's an option. It's like I bum you and then you have to bum me if we both select that option. Or we suck each other off. 
I don't want to do that. Do you want to guess your answer to this question? Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, all right, bum. You'd go for the bum, seriously? Jesus. Seriously, yeah. You? I, what, you, you want to suck a dick? Yeah, I know, but, like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, mate. I'm not I'd sure. Rather, I'd, rather, I'd rather get a, a few pokes. Yeah. Then actually yeah, go, and go down and, and do something like that. Yeah, you're, so, you're, um, you're definitely going down the right line. Mm, um, <laughs> there is there is a proceeding point to this question. Oh God! So apparently, if <laughs> if you picked if you picked the bumming one, you have to uh, like you have to you have to bum me five times as hard, or you can just you can just suck him off once and that's it. Like literally, just just once. But there's not enough clarification there because. If it's just once, like, does that involve yeah. all the way through, or is that literally like you just have to put yeah. your mouth on my cock? So I think that could be 15, 20 minutes. I'd rather the five straight pump, well, the five times speed because they'll finish quicker, or be done quicker. <laughs> I can get on with the rest of my life, done and dusted. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> who even asked that question? You've just that is weird. It was, it was people that asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> Who oh, was Cuba that asked that question? Oh, oh my uh, God. He, he always, he always um, does try and get the most informative questions in the podcast, to be fair. <laughs> and we've done them, when we've done them before, I've, I've, I've tended to avoid them, but I thought, why not? You know, just chuck a bit of, of humour in. Um, yeah, of course. Someone asked about my sizing in, in the JP stuff. I may as well just answer it just oh. for, you know, clarity. Um, so... <laughs> I in the new in the new block JP jumpers. Oh, I'm actually only in an extra large in those ones. So in the new like tracksuits, so the tracksuits come as a set. Um I've I've gone I, I go for extra large in all of them and they're a really nice fit. They're not too big and they're not too too small either. So um that's that's me on those. So yeah, if you're wondering, to be honest, I think they're actually all sold out. They went quick. Check. They do go very quick. Um, I've got a serious one. After a cut, how much would you increase calories? These are just. Why did you pick that? Like, come on. Surely. Serious one, isn't it? Someone's someone's got genuinely asked better questions than that. But no, let's not let's not be like that. So, after a cut, how many calories? I mean, it's again it's just such a ginormously broad question, isn't it? Really. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, like taking calories up by anywhere, it depends how long the cut's been as well. But usually anywhere between 500 and 800 calories is usually just a good, a good start point. Um, if it's just a cut, it's not a contest prep, then you can afford to go like the 500 calorie mark. And then if you, if you don't gain weight, you just add on top of that. It's as simple as, as simple as that. I think a lot of people just overthink those processes too much. And yeah, nowadays, yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day, you've got to add some food. If it's not enough food, you probably need to add some more and mm-hmm. just go from there. I mean, I would, out of a cut, I'd always prioritize uh, carbohydrates, make sure that they go up quite fast. Um, don't stress about dietary fat unless it's very low. Um, get up like a little bit, but don't stress about getting that up massively. You're going to benefit the most from, from getting your carbohydrates up anyway. So, um, yeah, I would say that would be my approach to post-diet. Would you do the same, George? I imagine you would. 
I would. I mean, how aggressive are you in a deficit? Um, and yeah, just add food. Weigh yourself. If your scale weight's not going up, add more food. There we go. If you can choose only one supplement to use for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, it'd probably be a whey protein, a whey isolate. Yeah. I would say, yeah. Smart. You? I mean, I would probably go for an omega, like a high quality omega. Reason being is that like, I just think as much as you can eat loads of like smoked salmon and things like that, in terms of just general health, I think it's one yeah. of the most overlooked supplements, but one of the best. And if I was to go for a whey protein, I could probably just eat more, you know, chicken and stuff. So, but then yeah. again, I like whey. Well, I do like whey protein. Like, I don't, I'd be a bit. It's like, a nice mix up, isn't it? Nice mix up. It's a freshen mm. up for the um for the old protein options. But I have I have had a lot less whey protein at the moment. So I have quite a bit during the diet. So yeah, I, um, I actually have whey with. I have twenty gram with my meal with yogurt and then i have um just to make the yogurt like actually not taste like acid because i find greek yogurt on, it, on its own is just no, just a no-go but greek yogurt with whey mm. is solid and then um i have I have it with my cream of rice as well so i only have, yeah, like I have about grams of whey a day yeah i have 60 grams of whey a day at the moment as well one scoop i just have uh, yeah one one minute with it in um, what are you grateful for today? Mm. <laughs> uh, I was grateful to witness a lovely sunset. It was lovely. Oh, amazing. It was actually quite nice here as well, to be fair, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful for farm shops. For what, sorry? Farm shops. Far- oh, okay. Reason being that, that? That's where, at the moment, because NutriFast have been shut down, we get all of our meat on a Saturday from a from a local farm shop. Go in, we're like, all right, and just bring out the order. <laughs> there it is, five kilos, five kilos of uh, finest chicken, um, four packets of smoked salmon, Scottish, very very nice, very good, very high quality. Little uh, sort of vacuum seal of of some venison, some venison steaks. And uh, and yeah, we pay for it, and out we go. <laughs> oh God! Why? Is well, that- I was farm, <laughs> and then I realised why. I was like farm, and I was like, okay, cool, I understand. <laughs> have you ever been to a farm shop? Do you, have you ever bought meat from a farm shop? No, I never have from a farm shop. No, I have to look into that actually. I normally go to the butchers for some stuff, but I'm you a bit know. lazy at the moment. The supermarkets. Yeah. Go, go, definitely go to the butchers. Like, start going to the butchers for just like, just tell them what you want. And then just once a week, go and pick it up. And then just like it lasts for the whole week in terms of its freshness. So then you don't have to worry like, oh, have I got enough chicken in the fridge? Or, you know, it's just such a boring. Like, and then one, this has to be one day in a week where you look at the fridge and you're like, bollocks, I haven't got enough for this or for that. And I'm, I, I just can't handle that, really. I mean, you know, just stress levels would be catastrophic at that point. <laughs> I, to believe it or not, I actually, right, I don't go to like big supermarkets right now, if I, unless I really have to. I go to all the little Tesco's Expresses and things like that because I can't be dealing with going to supermarkets. I just hate it. There's just so many people that walking around, they don't care what they're doing. 
they're just touching food and putting it back sort of thing there's no social distancing I, I can't be dealing with that so I actually have just gone to the local uh the local shops lately and it's been great you know no one's in there not many people in there get your dog job done so yeah a little bit of advice you want to stay away from any fucking shh, I don't know what we're going about. Um, right, next question. Uh, um, how to be okay with feeling uncomfortable in the off season? Um, my answer to that is focus on the, the bigger goal. Like, what's your goal? If your goal is to compete. Um, like you said, just accept that a part of the process is being uncomfortable for a little bit. Um, that's what I would say, mainly. And yeah, that's all I would say about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we just hate yourself. You know, you do both. You're just like, I yeah. actually hate myself. <laughs> I do that way often lately. It's not good. Right, yeah, but no, yeah. on a serious I'd say, note, I'd say the same thing. Like, a part of what I, I touched on earlier in terms of just like taking care of yourself, still, you know, still going and getting your hair cut, hopping on sunbed occasionally, things like that, you know, just like take care of yourself, give yourself a little bit of TLC now and again. I think that helps. Um, so, I know that like when I felt the worst about myself is when I've been taking the least care of myself, and that's when you start to think like screw this i don't like being in an off-season phase it's just because you're just like just getting lazy with the way you look after yourself so as much as it seems like a bit like you can get i don't know whether some people might think that sounds like you're being a bit self-absorbed or self-obsessed or it's not actually because it's just taking care of yourself it's just a sort of flower normal human thing to do and like the thing is the, like some of the most successful people will like take mega care of themselves even though they're like battering their bodies with work they'll still look presentable day to day um because that's how like professionals operate and that's how they feel good so if you feel good you're probably gonna like work better you're probably gonna have a better work rate in the gym as well so you know take care of yourself is, is probably one of the best things um but for now you should just stay home and say stay. i also think I also think it's quite if you if you can get if you know how to get lean it's easier to push yeah you just know how to bring it off like for me if i drop my food now i know i can drop weight quite quickly in a short space of time so when it comes to pushing i'm not really too bothered i think that just comes with more experience about just knowing your body and how it responds to things with fat loss phases and gaining phases you get there to a point because i used to be like that when i was younger um, I used to worry about pushing my body weight and be scared. I still am to a bit, a bit now, but um, nowhere near as bad as before. So it just happens with more experience. Sure. Um, Ethan, Ethan asked a pretty good question about like, would you do multiple qualifiers as a first timer, even if the first show is a success? It really depends what your end goal is, in my opinion. Like, <clears throat> you could argue. You look at your your year, your 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 first ever year of competing. As much as you wanted to win a show, you could have looked at your first show and been like, "Well, I came second. It's still a relatively decent showing." Um, you know, like, yes, it's not what you wanted to achieve, but it's relatively decent. You got that qualifier done. You've got an invite. You could have just used that and cracked on. 
Um, mm-hmm. But you wanted to gain experience. And in that circumstance, we knew that if you were to do the finals, you'd have just got swamped pretty much. Yeah. Been out of the top five and it just wouldn't have been worth your time. So no. if it's looking like that's going to be the case, then maybe do multiple qualifiers to gain experience. Yes. But if you want to be at the top end of the British finals, saving your best look for that date and saving some of the tank for that date is also going to be a smart idea. So I would just do one qualifier and then go through. The way this year is looking, I don't think there's going to be many qualifiers, to be honest. I think it's just going to be like mm. what I think what the UK EPA has done is the best idea because they've just released limited qualifiers. You you know, I think it's like three qualifiers. Um, if you, you know, you don't really want to do all of them because they're all over the country anyway. So I just pick one, do it, box it off. And for you, Ethan, like you should be very much up there at a qualifier and, you know, I think you should be very competitive at a British final as well. So you should be gunning for that as a goal. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I would, if I was you, Ethan, I'd save, if you do that one show, you do very well, I'd save yourself. Um, yeah. Don't almost know. like um, Adam did last year um, when he went and did his qualifier. You mean um, Adam who won the juniors? <laughs> yeah, won the juniors. Sorry, that was 2019, um, mate. Was that 2019? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, sorry. 2019. Yeah, sorry. Um, Yeah, that's what he did. He came in, he's qualified, didn't really bring the best. And then he kind of just waited till the finals and then he brought his best and then he won. So, um, yeah, that's what I would say in regards to that. But if you just want to enjoy it, go up on stage, you're not really bothered about where you place, just get as many shows underneath your belt. But more experience, the better. And it comes to a point where, you know, you don't worry about going on stage anymore. You're not scared or frightened because half the time you can't even see anyone on stage anyway. So it's, uh, yeah, just down to you and what you want to do. Um, we, um, oh, take one more of your question and then I'll take one more of mine and then we'll leave it. Okay. Uh, sweet or salted popcorn? I go sweet and salted popcorn. Actually. Yeah, I go the mix because you, you, <laughs> if you get the um, uh, if you get the if you get the salty, just by the end of it, you feel so dehydrated that you know you'll want you want to to make a swift exit from the cinema. So, not that we can go to the cinema anyway, but mm-hmm. I think I think sweet and salty is definitely the best option. Yeah. One one final question, mate, and then we're gonna. Then we're going to leave this episode because then it means that I can actually attempt at timestamping it. Yeah, this has just been a, a complete flop. I've got, I've <laughs> written down, this is what I've got, done that. Um, and then it kind of just... Yeah, mate, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think those are going to be beneficial, no. Um, I'm just going to have, gonna, gonna have to speed scroll and, and timestamp as best I can, um, which, I, which I'll be able to do. I'll be fine. Um, so final question, what's your favourite traits in me? And then I've got to answer what's my favourite trait in you. Oh, um, your favourite trait in me. Don't spend too long. You, sorry. Um, <laughs> I would say just how you're you're very good at you're a very good speaker. Like the big difference between me and you is you speak very well. I speak very just sour. It's quite straightforward. Don't even know what you're saying half time. But that's kind of just how I am. I get my point across somehow in the end, but 
you're just very you're a good talker like you could stand in front of a cast you could be very engaging a lot of people would listen to you you're very well spoken so I like that aspect about you because believe it or not I learn a lot from you when it comes to that side of thing not rimming your ass too much but um yeah that's that's my favorite thank you very much mate oh you're welcome anything yeah. I think for me, there's a few things. A few things. A few things. I think. Can I say a few things then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say. I'll say. I'll say one. I'll say my favourite one. Uh, just so, do one. I think your resilience is my favourite one of you. The reason being is that, like, you're so resilient that it's almost stupid. Like the whole prep in like 2018 when we did it, 2019, sorry, I can barely fucking remember what it was. Um, the resilient aspect to that was just like ridiculous, you know? Um, and also the fact that you, you know, pretty much came out of uni with like barely fucking anything to your name and have built something now that you quite easily could have rested on your laurels and been frustrated that you just, you know, spent loads of time at uni for a degree that, Yes, you're kind of using, but you're not really practically using. You could have built your business beforehand. Mm. You could have quite easily sat, yeah. moaned, and frustrated, and upset, and down with that. But instead, you picked yourself up and you fucking built something from the ground up, and that takes resilience. So that's yeah. my one for you, mate. Um, and I, I hope that some yeah, people day. listening. I hope that some people listening will think about that because you know a lot of people are at the moment going through periods of uni with exams and online courses and shit rubbish thrown at them so just remember that like what you're in right now doesn't necessarily depict your future you know if you need to finish your degree finish your degree you know your whole life still awaits you your degree doesn't depict what happens next for a lot of people you know and you're very successful despite spending time at uni which you didn't like with a degree that you're not really using massively. Um, you know, it didn't, it didn't grant you your job, put it that way. It helped you with no, your to an no. extent. At least it was somewhat relevant, but it didn't grant you your job. Um, no, absolutely not. Um, I, yeah, I would say I, when I was at university, I watched a video of someone talking about what happens after university. And I remember someone telling me that, when you finish university you're free you're free to do whatever you want you've got no responsibilities you can do whatever the world's your oyster and I listened to that and I was like okay cool instead of going into like a nine-to-five job and you know constantly having that sort of income come in and it's consistent and you know you don't want to take a risk because you're scared to lose an income for the month whatever it might be I thought right let's just start from the bottom and work my way up and yeah for the first sort of like maybe five or six months or so it was shit in terms of my income. I wasn't earning enough. It was like part-time sort of money and I wanted more. I wanted more. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, it just consistently kept building up. I kept working hard and yeah, built a business out of it, which is great. So yeah, happy days. Absolutely. Remember the uh, podcast we did, um, the coaching one. I think you still have blonde hair there, mate. Did mate? Yeah, that was like well, that, that was two, my two and a half years. Increase, I ended up looking like just a dyke. A <laughs> dyke. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry for anyone for anyone listening that might take offence. I didn't mean that in an offensive way. 
Oh, brilliant. All right. Um, we, um, yeah, we'll leave it there. Say again? We'll leave it here. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll wrap, I'll wrap it up. Um, thank you for watching um, or listening. If you have listened on the... Uh, it'll be going up on the podcast that won't it? Yeah, it'll be going up on everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you for watching or listening wherever you are. Um, I hope everyone's well and staying safe. And uh, we will be doing this probably once a week, um, depending on our rest days. What rest day? We'll figure that out at some point. So, yeah, we'll figure it out, mate. Um, and yeah, I hope it brings a little bit of laughter, some informative stuff as well. And if there's anything anyone wants to see or talk about and that type of stuff, then feel free to let us know and uh, we can definitely put that in place. 100%. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Anything you want to add? No, that's it. Thank you for See listening. See you later. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.